From the creators of the hit kids podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild, comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly. I got to say, love the name Max. That's my my puppy dog's (laughs) name. Uh, Who have just recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs. It actually makes learning pretty cool. Yeah. Now, I listened to this with my son, and it was so fun to listen to. I loved how modern it was with a cool ant that they really dug, and like they dealt with bullies. Uh, My son also enjoyed all the math involved. Like He thought it was really cool. Well, and I have to say, I love anything that brings learning and fun together for kids. I really, really wish that something like this was around for my teens when they were younger. We would have absolutely devoured this on our car trips. It would have been amazing. It's perfect for kids ages six and up, and new episodes drop every Thursday. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my, oh, we're, we are twinning today, my twinning <laughs> co-host, Bree Tucker. Why, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? I was looking at her top. I have a, like a khaki, like a khaki, green khaki jacket on and a black dress, and I'm like, oh, we're not twinning. But guess what? Bree has khaki, the green khaki, the same color The, on, exact, the same exact color. same color. And then a and black, a black top. top. Like, so honestly, people, if I don't people know how this happens. Us. This happens a lot. It does. It's like sharing a brain. Like you're almost, I, you're you're my work wife. I'm, pre- like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we are. Because yeah. I do this with my husband too, where like we dress the same and we look at each other. We're like, and people have actually commented. They're like, did you guys plan that? We're like, no, we did it. Okay. I have to giggle because the same thing happens with Miguel and I. Yeah. Like I'll look at him and I'll be like, do you notice that you're wearing, um, you know, a, a, a kind of fitted top with jeans and your uh, black and white um, vans. And so am I. So Yeah. Exactly. It gets a little creepy. It gets a little creepy. But you know who's not creepy? Who's not creepy? Zibby Owens. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Talk about a segue. Bam, nailing it today. (laughs) Not really. But, but, oh, I was so excited to talk with Zibby because I I follow her on Instagram. She is involved in so much stuff um, in the book world, and I am just completely fascinated and in awe of everything. I know. Zibby was so much fun. And honestly, as we were talking, I was thinking to myself in my head, okay, this is Joanne's New York best friend. Like, (laughs) if Joanne lived in New York, they would be besties because they have so many similarities. Well, I I mentioned something to Zibby after. I'm like, I am a little stalkery, Zibby. I am so sorry. Yeah, I like it, it's amazing the things she's done. So you're going to hear about that in the episode. And if you haven't heard of Zibby, Zibby Owens is an author and the creator and host of the award winning podcast Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. She was named New York City's most powerful book influencer by New York Magazine's Vulture, conducts warm, inquisitive conversations with authors, making her daily show a top literary podcast as selected by Oprah.com in 2019 and 2020. Zibby is also the co founder founder and CEO of Zibby Books, a publishing home for fiction and memoir. She's also the CEO of Moms Don't Have Time To, a media company with multiple podcasts, publications, communities, the Zibby Awards, and two anthologies, Moms Don't Have Time To, a quarantine anthology, and what we're talking with her today, Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids, 
a timeless anthology. Okay, do you need to like get some oxygen now? Because I mean, my gosh. She's amazing. She's it was amazing. <laughs> so we hope you enjoy our interview with Zibby. This is a really busy time of year, Brie. Like I, my head swims every time we hit December. Oh my gosh, yes. Like I, between the parties and the planning, and you know what really gets me are the gifts. The, trying, oh, trying to plan trying to like the gifts. gifts. And then, you know, I have my holiday party coming up, yeah. the sweater thing. It's a lot to keep track of. Like yeah. I, I have a hard time keeping track of gifts as well. Um, and Cozy has something to help you out and it's totally free. We found some holiday planning printables on their site. I know. I was so excited. And you know what? It's not even just like one. They have five different types of planners. Yep. It's amazing. And we love Cozy over here at No Guilt Mom. It's the number one organizing app for families. And it's used to juggle school schedules, practices, meetings, doctor's appointments, even workouts and date nights. It helps keep our lives completely organized. And it is free to yes. download. And you know what else it's helping us with? Like we just said party planning and gifts right now and I'm I'm excited so like one of those planners on there is about gifts mm-hmm. and it's it's a tracker to keep track of the gifts that you receive and then like who's it from what it is and did you send them a thank you card which is great and phenomenal and my mom would love for me to use it that way yes but Brie has a plan okay what's your plan I'm gonna be sneaky I'm gonna print those off tonight and I'm giving them to every family member and I'm gonna say okay now you need to list on here all the people you have to buy gifts for it's a perfect way to delegate. Right? Yeah. So I'm, that whole, like, we did that episode about how gift giving is no longer my job. I it am is. giving it to the masses. Yes. And Cozy can help mm. you do that. It yes. Is the number one organizing app in the App Store. And it is free. Just download Cozy from the App Store. That's C-O-Z-I to get the free app today. So that Elf on the Shelf, Brie. <sighs> oh, I am so happy my kids are done with Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> Well, Elf on the Shelf, it, ta- it takes a lot of, like, assistance to help el- to help the elves out sometimes, you oh know? Oh, my gosh, yes. As and parents, then- the planning involved, because our elves, like, they have their ideas on their own, and they do get into a, a little mischief on their own, but it really takes us welcoming them into our home. Oh, well, and then also create the antics. The- yes. And trying to come up with creative stuff for that stinking Wait, wait, elf. wait, wait, wait. The elf? creates it himself Brie oh. we are just the the purveyors of it <laughs> Brie is right here rolling her I eyes am me, right. you guys, can you guys feel the eye rolling I have the, a believer the, oh. I have the elf is big in my house I cannot that's why I said mine are in high school now yes Thank god yes but if you're looking for help for your elf uh, maybe your elf has gotten a little boring and uh or maybe you just need your elf to be a little bit more Bring some more positivity into the house, positivity. Right? We have something for you. It is our sibling adventure missions. You can print out one each day to help your elf out. Something that your elf can deliver to your kids and encourages positivity and working together and uh, having fun as siblings. 14 of them, guys. We're talking about half of the month of December done for you and your kids get along. How amazing is that? Find a link <laughs> to those sibling adventure missions in our show notes. And now on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. Podcast. 
Welcome Zibby to the podcast. Like as we were saying before, we're so, so excited to have you here. I've been following you on Instagram for a while and just all of the great stuff you have going on. Uh, so welcome. Thank you. It's really nice to be here. Thanks for having me. I I'm a huge reader and I really enjoy your podcast. Moms don't have time to read books. I love, I actually listened to the Sutton Foster one driving recently because I was such a Sutton Foster fan. <laughs> what did you think about that? I haven't really talked to anyone about that episode. I, I did not know all the things that were going on in her life. Um, because really I just knew her from younger. I knew she was a Broadway star, but I didn't know that relationship she had with her mom. And I, I want to read her book now. I thought it was just a crafting book, but I'm like, oh my gosh, this book is really juicy. I need to get a copy of this. Yeah. It was a full on memoir. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it, I found it to be, a, I found it to be interesting um, the way she talked about her life and her career and all of it. And even just like her mannerisms. I don't know. Sometimes you just don't know what to expect when people are not acting. Yeah. Her mannerisms did surprise me a little bit. Like she, she looks very polished and put together, but she seemed a lot more real on your podcast interview with her. Like I could actually have a conversation and not be totally intimidated by the greatness that is Sutton Foster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Oh yeah. So for those of our audience who don't know you, can you give us kind of a, a rundown of who you are and what you do? Sure. I am sort of this accidental podcast person. I, uh, I am mom of four kids. I host the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, and also another award-winning podcast called Sex Talk with Zibby and Tracy, which I spend far less time on and is doing like really well. Um, I have written two anthologies or edited two anthologies, Moms Don't Have Time to, a quarantine anthology from the pandemic times, and then just came out, Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids. I have a children's book coming out soon called Princess Charming. And I have a memoir called Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature coming out on July 1st. It's the first time I've said my pub date out loud. So there you go. I just got it today. That's exciting. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> and what else can I tell you about me? I also started a publishing company called Zibby Books in September, and I'm publishing along with my co-founder, Lee Newman, and our fantastic team, 12 books a year of fiction and memoir. And our first book will come out in January, 2023. So we are acquiring manuscripts now. I have a medium publication called Moms Don't Have Time to Write. And we have lots of assorted Instagram, Facebook, social media accounts, including Moms Don't Have Time to Grieve, which is a column on Moms Don't Have Time to Write, and lots more fun stuff. We also just started hashtag 22 and 22, which is our campaign to encourage people to visit bookstores 22 times in the year 2022. And I'm giving like all these prizes and little special badges and bookmarks and Facebook group branded. And I don't know, I'm trying to make it this whole fun thing. And so I have amazing partners. I think I have about 30 partners at this point from Barnes and Noble to Dance Body to all, you know, just all types of amazing partners, poets and writers, magazines. I checked out that site and I was like, I want to sign up. I want to get prizes. Just I, That's what I was going to say. Like, you know what? You think about it all summer long, because that's typically when they have the, the, the summer reading programs for our kids, right? They have all these fun things they get to do and prizes. And when I'm like, where is that for me? I kind of need, I need the incentive. And I like that. It. I want to get the free burritos and the free books that you guys get. So thank you. You're thank welcome. you for doing this. You're making me excited for 2022. This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic medical grade ingredients. 
So, Bria, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like streetcar tracks, and my bike's tire, like, went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just, like, skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And (laughs) active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema, and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Hey all, it is Joanne and Bree here and we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. My one one friend wrote back, actually not friend, somebody I didn't even know, was like, this is so much better than a weight loss challenge. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I used, to buy the, I used to host the podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight, which is still up. You can listen to all those episodes, but I decided to stop that because I am literally not really focused on losing weight. Right now, so I just had to like put a put a pin on that one for now. But you know what? That's the great thing about podcasting. I think is that you can it can be current and where you're at, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, it's there. If anybody else needs it, they can go to it. But you can move on and grow. And man, Zibby, do you grow? Yeah. Like I just woo. 
<laughs> inspiring. I can see the whole like moms don't have time to. I, I love it. I, I see a bit of, I'm a big overachiever as well. And just moving into your book right now, and I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but in one of your essays, uh, in all the books I never sold, like one thing in particular stood out um, that you said, and it was, uh, and I'm like, iPad, let me in. <laughs> but you said deep down, despite my producing these anthologies, hosting two podcasts, editing an online magazine and hosting a virtual book club, I still feel like a failure. And I was like, I get it. I totally get it because you just listed off this big range of accomplishments. And now since writing that essay, do you still feel that way? Well, right after I published or right after I like the manuscript was finalized, I actually sold that memoir, which is the one that's coming out this summer. So I felt enormously relieved. I mean, that has been my goal, right? All these other things have happened and have been amazing and took off in ways that are probably far exceed what it's going to be like just to have this book out, right? That's just one book. I've ended up being able to read so many books and help a lot of authors and create communities. It's been a dream come true, seriously. Like I'm so energized, I barely sleep. I just like wake up and think of things to do and ideas and like I'm just in a zone or something. Mm -hmm. um, but that wasn't my goal. <laughs> it was it's a it was it's great. I'll take it. I love it. I'm so happy. But my goal was to sell this book that I've been rewriting and rewriting since literally since 2003. I started like I did wow. one draft and then I tried to sell that and then I wrote a second up. Anyway, it's basically bits of everything and what mm -hmm. I didn't realize at the time is I couldn't write that book. The story hadn't gotten to a place where I could, the natural ending hadn't happened yet, oh. but I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> so now I have like, it's basically a, a 20 years of my life sort of summed up from September 11th, 2001 to September 2021. And mm -hmm. like all the stuff that's happened as a result of one moment and where my life sort of veered off. And then with that sort of everything that all the books that have been with me along the way have been my, you know, life rafts of I've floated down the river of loss, so to speak. So um, that's why I felt like a failure because I kept getting rejected and it was so embarrassing. And I was trying so hard. I tried to sell this book in many different forms and I would then come back here and every day, not that I ever begrudged an author their success, but I would get another rejection and then sit down at the desk and then email another author who was so excited about their book. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is just never going to happen for me, but that's okay. You know, that's okay. I have so much other stuff. I have this, I love my podcast. And so, yeah, it was discouraging, but, um, you know, everyone kept saying like, you only need one. And I was like, well, if I write the right book there'll be a bidding war and it'll be this whole thing. And that's not what happened. And it was just one, but you know what? It was like the best place ever. I'm so grateful. I love my editor and I feel very lucky and we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, who knew yeah. all this great stuff would happen along the way. So first I love that you've, you've like shared your story about like struggle and rejection and everything, because I think that those stories, like we don't often see, we see the success, we see like these great things happening for people, but we usually don't hear the backstories about what it took to get there. And I don't know, have you seen the Netflix documentary that not documentary, but it's a movie starring Andrew Garfield, tick, tick, boom. No. Okay. So I totally recommend it. Are you a musical okay. theater fan? Yeah, enough. Okay. So it's about <laughs> Jonathan Larson who created it okay. and it's directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, but it follows Jonathan Larson as he's creating this musical, like we have never heard of before. It was called Superbia, never heard of it. And he was placing all of his bets on this one thing. And then at the end, I mean, obviously if we haven't heard of it, it's not a spoiler. It doesn't happen for him. 
but it's that picking up the pieces and trying again and trying again and trying again until you get something that works. It doesn't feel like it's going to work though. It doesn't feel right. like it's going to work ever. Like you yeah. totally get discouraged, but yeah. it's, it's good to hear that from other people because so many people give up when it doesn't work the first time. That's true. So let's talk about your book. Um, first of all, I love the story about how you came up with the name for this book and talking with your daughter. Could you share that with us? Yes. We were just sort of hanging out on the couch and my kids are involved in literally every aspect of what I do and everything. That's part of why it's so easy to meld this in with my life because, you know, it's like, okay, I'm reading this book. I just like picked up a book to show. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. It's not like I'm going to work on a thing in Excel or whatever. So anyway, they see it, they understand it. I share the stories, you know, they love story now and everything. Um, anyway, so my older daughter who is particularly excited about things and, you know, is very into TikTok and she's, you know, 14 and a half, whatever. Anyway. Our daughters was, too. We have similar yeah. age daughters. Oh yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So anyway, she was sitting on the couch next to me and on TikTok and I didn't think she was listening, but of course they're always listening, right? Even when you think they're not. So I was chatting with my husband and his dad and his dad's wife, spent a lot of time with them and talking about what the book should be called. My first book was Moms Don't Have Time to a Quarantine Anthology. And one idea was like, should I include all the subtitles in the title Moms Don't Have, because there are five things this book is based on. Moms Don't Have Time to Sleep, Get Sick, See Friends, Write and Lose Weight. Should all of that be in the title? Should it be something totally different? Da, 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 da. You know, I brainstorm all the time. And I was talking about all the things moms didn't have time to do. And finally, my daughter just said, moms don't even really have time to be moms. And I was like, oh, that's so genius. You're right. <laughs> moms don't have time to have kids. And then I thought that was so funny. And I was like, I hope people get it. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Sadly, yeah. we do. Yeah, doing all the things. Some, some people who don't have kids are like, what? <laughs> Just wait. Just wait. It was like conversations I had with my sister before she had kids and she oh like never understood why I couldn't do things like at a certain time. And then she just had her son two years ago. And she's like, I get it. I get it now. Yeah. Right. It's a struggle that really you don't fully get until you are like knee deep in it. I mean, yep. you can be somewhat empathetic towards it, somewhat sympathetic, like, oh, I see it but you don't really feel it all the way down in your bones and fully understand it until you have a kid. And you're like, okay, I, I take back all the things I said behind your back to myself in the middle of the night when I'm like, why can't my sister do this? Yeah. Yeah. Cause she had three kids under three and it was it impossible. Was hard. It was hard. <laughs> does your daughter with TikTok, does she hear songs from the nineties on the radio and is like, that's a TikTok song. Yes, that has <laughs> happened. I'm like, what? Yes, that's so funny. The world existed before TikTok, my loves. It's so funny. Yes. <laughs> I get so like, like, she knows it makes me mad too. Because I'm like, this is not a TikTok song. Yes. This is like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> girls just want to have fun or something. Yeah, I know. Uh -huh. It's crazy. That's funny. <laughs> so this is your second anthology in, did you publish your, you published your last anthology during quarantine? Correct. The first one came out in February and mm -hmm. this one came out in November. So what inspired you to write a second anthology? The first one was not supposed to be a book. So uh, before COVID, I was, I wanted to build this whole website with all these different categories of things moms didn't have time to do with original essays by each author, a lot of authors from the podcast. And it would be this amazing original content. And I had these splashy design ideas and I could just like see it. So we, and I got a few people like on my team to work on it, this author, Claire Gibson and another author, Alyssa Altman. And 
we started commissioning essays with contracts and paying people and like making it a whole thing. And the way I even got those authors was just literally emailing everybody who had been on the podcast and saying, Hey, I'm starting this thing. Like, what do you think? Does anyone want to do it? And anybody who said yes is basically in pretty much. Anyway, during the pandemic, I decided I couldn't do that anymore. So each week I would upload a new essay or a couple of new essays each week. And after what, I don't know, four months, something like that, I ran out of essays and I decided to stop the publication, which we called We Found Time. And I I was like, I wonder how many we ended up with. And I took them all and put them in one Word document. And after, and then I did a word count search and I was like, oh, it's a book. It's, it's long enough to be a book. And I, and I realized like I had all the contracts for all the essays. So I had the right to do it. Um, so I did it. I called like one publisher I knew who said they could get things out quickly because I really wanted it to come out during the pandemic and have all the proceeds go to COVID vaccine research. And so it, it came out. So, and before, after I finalized everything and before it hit the shelves, so to speak, I was like, well, actually, now I'd like to try and do this on purpose. <laughs> so I decided to pick five more topics that were different from the first five and picked a bunch of authors, some of whom I had just spoken to, some of whom I thought had something thematic in line with the topics I had picked. I worked with Carolyn Mernick, the editor, on that and did it on purpose. And so that was really fun. So now I can check that off the list. <laughs> <laughs> Created anthology on purpose. Check. <laughs> yes, check. Who knew that was on the list to begin with? But I'll add it so I can cross it off. Yeah, I, lo- I love the anthology too, because like, if you only have a little bit of time as a mom, you can just dig into a few essays and really get some good takeaways from it. Um, yep. One of our, our friends from the podcast, KJ Delantonia, uh, yeah, yeah. I read hers, which is amazing. And we had just been to Spain. Her essay was all about yes, her yes. learning Spanish. And oh my yeah. gosh. And so like, I was like, oh, I didn't know this, but I, yeah. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I loved yours as well. The, the click, click, click through my mind. I, I have such horrible health anxiety that I couldn't imagine what you must've been going through when you had that entire experience. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly 
We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Yeah, it was so crazy. It was such a dark time for so many ways for me, um, moving and loved ones. I mean, it was just like one of those dark times of life, which everybody goes through now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I never even ended up telling people. The essay was about how I was misdiagnosed with a brain tumor. And well, I have a, a I have a tiny like cyst that presents as a tumor, but it's actually benign. And it, apparently it's been there my whole life, but I did not know that. And when they found it, they didn't see it on a previous scan that I had had for headaches a couple right. years prior. So they thought I had this rapidly growing tumor mm-hmm. and oh. that it would have to come out. And so I got all these opinions um, from surgeons who were talking about the different ways to go in and where should they go. I mean, it was unbelievable. And then I finally got another opinion, like the sixth opinion. And I mean, far and wide, I was sending my scans, my reports and all that stuff from every Texas and California, everywhere. And then I finally got this one last doctor who was like, you know what? I don't want to see the radiologist report from a couple years ago. I need to get those slides. Send mm-hmm. me, find me those slides. And so he got them and he made an appointment with me. And we just sat there while he literally was like, and then finally he was like, no, 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 there it is. It's right there. I can see it from the last slide, which meant it hadn't grown. He's like, you probably had this your whole life. No worries. It's crazy. Cause you were dealing with all this memory loss too, Wallet, and like I describing, was like seeing friends, not being able to recognize who they were. Yes. Which I've realized is a combination essentially of like not enough sleep and too much stress. And That's what, right. That's what I'm like the amount of stress you were under yeah. with that. Oh my goodness. They call it, you know, I, I, I sort of take issue with this whole mom brain thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. you don't have a child and lose your brain. Like that's ridiculous. But Mm -hmm. I did feel a a serious cognitive decline and I got worried about it. That's why I started doing all the testing. I now can feel it coming. You know, the the way you feel a cold coming on. (laughs) And I know that if I am not getting enough sleep and things are stressful or there's grief or there's this or that it's going to happen again and as soon as i start pronouncing um garbage garage which i that means it's it's like ha- like my cognitive function has gone down a notch yeah. so the kids know i'm like oh i'm having one of those days where i can't find the words but then i get a good night's sleep and i'm okay so do you find that's usually what you need like in terms of self-care when you find out you're fine you're like you're declining cognitively, just a good night's sleep and you're kind of back at it or do yes. you do anything else? Pretty much. Yeah. I really need <laughs> because I, I really do go a long time without enough sleep. I mean, I maybe got four hours last night, you know, and I'm oh. going to need to like, I I'm, I'm up a lot in the fours. So wow. I definitely run till I can't run anymore and it's okay. Cause I have all this energy. So it's okay. Um, until it's not, so yeah. I, yeah. And you do a lot. Like you have four podcast episodes a week, five, seven for just seven. Okay. So seven podcast episodes, one thing, but then it's all with authors who've written books. Yeah. So like, how, how do you fit all that in? Like preparing for those interviews. It takes so long. That's why I'm giggling to say you like, do a oh lot is to say you do a lot. is an understatement. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's actually too much that it, it's too much than is humanly possible at this point. So I'm just doing my best. This has also been mm-hmm. something I've learned this year since I started the publishing company, which should be its own full-time job, by the way. And mm-hmm. instead I'm like fitting it in around the margins, but um, I'm going to be redoing my schedule, I hope in the next, I don't know, nine months. My podcast is booked all the way through June. So amazing. I believe it. Uh, I have to, 
I, I have to change things up to make a day a week where it's just a week, you know, but my brain kind of doesn't work that way. I don't know about you guys. Like, I'm like, I should streamline this type of thinking, but my brain works like, like it's all. I, oh, we're, we're like too. that. Yes. We're, we like to call it shiny objects syndrome or squirrel. Yeah. Like we just, we, we have these really great ideas. And then five seconds later, we're like, okay, on to the next thing. On the next thing. <laughs> Right. And then the idea of the streamlining, you're like, oh, I got to come back to that. I got to find the time to come back for that. Yeah. It's how it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's great. You never yeah. get bored. It's kind of how I feel about having so many kids. Like I kind of need, I like, I obviously through whatever mistake happened in my brain circuitry, I do better when I like jump from thing to thing. Right. If I didn't have the other kid upstairs for homework, I would be more focused on this transforming kid downstairs, right? And so mm -hmm. that's like too stressful. So I don't know, diversifying seems to help me. I like sort of being in many different buckets at once and it makes everything somehow more manageable. So you can't hyper-focus on any yeah. one thing, that's right? my yeah. tendency. It's like zoom. That, yeah, yeah. Right. I tend to, I notice that with myself too. Like I get really bad anxiety mm -hmm. if I'm not busy enough. It used to happen to me as a teacher. Like I would be great throughout the school year and then summer hit and I'm like, oh my gosh, my kid has a fever. Obviously it's going to turn into something horrible. And I would hyper-focus on that one thing without- Because you were used to being on. so, so busy with everything. Oh my yeah, goodness. So busy. I, I, I speak the anxiety language. I am, I am, I get it. I, I speak it fluently. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's also a gift. Like I've been learning to look at my anxiety more as a gift now because anxiety is also, and probably the same with you makes you extremely driven yep. and focused and aware of anything that may be falling through the cracks. Yes. Yep. So a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing and a curse. Definitely. <laughs> it's funny. Until I did this podcast, I only had like two friends basically who had the same sort of anxiety and with accompanying sort of personality type. But now that I do the podcast, I meet people all the time who are so similar. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. Like, this isn't me. This is this piece of me. And it's very common. And I would never know that. I would you know, anyway, it's been, it's been a nice awakening. Yeah. I love seeing like meeting other like high achievers and people with anxiety. And I'm noticing a lot in this field in particular, especially in writing and podcasting and female entrepreneurs, yes. it's all kind of the same mindset. Yes. And that's good to see. It is. <laughs> it is. Comforting. <laughs> it's like we all took a personality test a long time ago for the perfect job. And like there was yes. no perfect job. And now podcast entrepreneur, like whatever even is that, okay. turns out it draws this one personality type. So it's mm -hmm. so such a perfect fit. So then you just keep meeting more people like you. It's the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's so great. <laughs> we have our club. Yeah, we have our club. <laughs> well, Zibby, it has been so great talking to you. you and um, I can't wait to hear and read all the stuff that you have coming out. Thank you. And thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Love talking with Zibby. And I was reading her timeless anthology, The Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids, which mm -hmm. first of all, I love the title. It's just so inspiring to like read stories from people who do not have it all together and are going through these challenges in their lives and how other moms are handling it. It is nice to know we're not alone. We yeah. need that reminder. Mm -hmm. Even though we know it, we don't know it, I think, in our heart. Yeah. And it's so Zibby was awesome <laughs> she is so awesome like I am like fangirling so much like it's hard it's hard to have really good um commentary about somebody that you fangirl about because your mind is all clouded and you're like I just think she's amazing and so it's 
So, Zibby, we love you. We love you. And you guys have got to go out and get her book. We've got a link to it in the show notes below. It is a great read. Yeah. So, until next time, remember, the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you. And we'll talk to you later. Thanks so much for stopping by. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.